0: Well, good morning and welcome yet again to Grace Community Church. I know we have a lot of first-time visitors this morning and we extend to you a very special welcome. My name is Brad Talley. I'm the teaching elder. As David said a uh, while ago, I'm only one of eight pastors who serves at Grace Community Church. We All of our elders are pastors Uh, And if you want to know more about that, you can attend Grace Connection class. We actually have a class going on right now. We started the first class this morning, and it will be uh, continue for three more weeks, and you can still get in. You can miss one of those classes and still qualify as a graduate of the class. So if you're interested, we meet at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning back in the youth room at the very back of the building on the other side. So we'd love for even some of you to to join in. But if this is your first time, uh, right immediately after service, I know you didn't come prepared for this. Even if it's not your first time, if you've been coming for a while, you've not been to one of these. We're having a discovery lunch. We're bringing in some pizza We'll set up chairs right over here, tables and chairs over here, and our elders and staff will be here. We would love to meet you. We'd love to just take time for you to ask questions about our church. We can be glad to tell you about our church. Um, Home groups, every bit as important as anything else that we do here. Sunday morning is part of our, our church body, home groups, the other part. Uh, We have a lot of other ministries that go on, but nothing more important than home groups. You can learn about those during the Discovery Lunch. So we would love for you to all come and be here. Um, Allison and I, my wife Allison, who is from the land down under originally, but uh, now is one of us, southern, fine southern lady, Allison is... (laughs) Allison and I, well, she is from the south of Australia. Sydney is, is kind of in the south. But we got in uh, yesterday morning from flying in from Hawaii. We went to Hawaii on vacation. That's the first time I have ever been. We went on frequent flyer miles. We, uh, I'll tell you, I should tell you all of that stuff to justify our being there. But we flew overnight. We go to Australia to, to see Allison's family every so often. We'll probably be going next year. But that's the only time I can sleep on a plane is that if I'm going from the west coast of the United States when it's already like midnight, uh, it's like 1 or 2 in the morning, our time, and that 13 and a half 14 14-hour flight, I can sleep on that. I didn't sleep a bit coming back from Hawaii overnight, the red-eye. Uh, we took, so I thought well in advance that it would not be a good idea for any of us if I were to can go back to Hebrews this morning. I just, that needs a little more, you know, uh, clear thinking than, than I am able to provide this morning. So we'll get back to Hebrews chapter 12 next week and finish up in the next couple of months. But this morning, we are going to spend some blessed time. I know you're going to be blessed in Psalm 138. Uh, And and if there's time at the end, we're also going to have testimonies. I hope there will be. We have testimonies the Sunday after Thanksgiving and the Sunday either right before or right after Christmas. But those are kind of, you know, sort of, and those are wonderful times, but they're just so close together. This will be a good opportunity for us to take that time. So now be prepared, if we have time, to share how the Lord's working in your life, how He speaks to you through His Word this morning. Um, whatever you would like to share, we'd be glad to hear it. We we missed being at the Money Penny Fireworks Extravaganza on the third. I'm sure a lot of you made that. We had a pretty good show ourselves at Lahaina uh, and on the island of Maui. It's also where we attended church last Sunday morning. Um, I just, we were singing the doxology and I wanted to get it in Hawaiian on the screen and I I captured it just as it was changing from English to Hawaiian. And it was wonderful being with our brothers and sisters in Christ in that little church. I told the Grace Connection class this morning, probably half the church was made up of pastors and wives. Apparently there are a lot of wealthy pastors around the world. Actually, what we were told was um, that, that all the airlines send their worst equipment to Hawaii because they know everybody's on frequent flyer miles and nobody cares, you know. And they're not paying for this, so they uh, send that. But we, we met up with one pastor and his wife uh, from, from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We got to spend have lunch with them afterwards. But just being there with our brothers and sisters in Christ was such a blessing. And that was... Some of the only folks that we knew about through the week that who were brothers and sisters in Christ. Look, a lot of you, every week at work and in your neighborhoods and in families, you're spending time with unbelievers. Uh, Allison teaches at a Christian school. I'm busy shepherding the flock. And so we're with Christians most of the time. I don't think it's really affected me anyway. I I'm not, uh, you know, the fact that I'm, Hanging out with you guys all the time, actually, with believers most of the time. And it's good to be reminded what a minority we are in the land. Psalm 138 is one of my absolute favorite psalms. Maybe because it expresses such a variety of of thoughts and, and emotions in a very short psalm. Eight verses. But it includes a willingness to state allegiance to the Lord in both the best and the most difficult of circumstances. And there's also a plea to God not to abandon us when life is its darkest. So we're going to read through the psalm, then we're going to spend time contemplating the profound truth that is here. And if there's time at the end, which I really hope there is, we'll have some Testimony. so it's our custom to stand as the word is being read. I would ask you to stand, but this morning I, I was looking through this as we were <coughs> in the worship time, I think we can do this okay. this was a song. The psalms were the song books, the hymns for the early church uh, for the Jewish nation and then for the early church. Uh, But the cadence is not always what we're used to. I think we're going to be all right sharing this one together. So we're going to read this all together. Just as we read responsively earlier, we're going to read all of this together. So if you would join me as we read Psalm 138. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down before your holy temple. And give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Father, uh, this beautiful verse that we have read, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. And as we have been reminded already so beautifully that you are doing your work in the world in spite of the craziness that is all around us. Lord, uh, we pray that as we read your word, as we read this psalm, as we go through it and as we consider the truth, the profound truth and implications of the truth that we find in your word, we pray that our hearts would join together in praising you. And that we would trust you. Individually. Collectively. That we would learn together. To love you. For it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you and be seated. Amen. This psalm. Begins with a full heart. And a, and a full throated passionate voice of praise. I give you thanks, O oh Lord, with my whole heart before the gods I sing your praise. Is there anything that you give to which you give your whole heart? I mean, Is praising God one of those activities of your life that gets your full attention? I, I'm, I'm, look, it's almost football season. That's going to get a whole lot of my attention when it comes around. What gets your full attention? I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Aren't you glad that you're here this morning? With everything that's going on, aren't you glad to be here with your brothers and sisters giving thanks to the Lord with your whole heart? Before the gods, I sing your praise. Now this is interesting. Before the gods, it doesn't matter who's listening, I sing the praise of the Lord. But at the same time, there's a humble heart. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Look, we're good usually at one or the other, being bold or being humble. But it doesn't often happen at the same time. And here's David saying, I boldly, before the gods, I'm going to pledge my allegiance to the Lord. And at the same time, I am going to bow down before the Lord, singing His praise, thanking Him for His steadfast love and His faithfulness it's not an easy thing to declare your praise before the Lord uh, in, in front of those who, who oppose both God and His followers. I mean, when people mock you or they shy away from you because of your public stand for the Lord, the temptation is to be defensive or, or, or to, to make yourself as much like the culture as you can in order to fit in so that people won't criticize you and mock you. What are you, some kind of fanatic or something? Oh, no, 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 I'm not like that, no. I'm not like that. And then you just soften. Or you're defensive. Well, yeah! And you write some of that junk that's been written this week. I don't know if you could go anywhere and hear a better word on what's been going on this week than what we heard this morning. David, thank you so much for saying what you said and the way that you said it. It's a hard thing to live as believers in a world that's just gone absolutely crazy. Now look, CNN's got a a show on the 60s. I'm looking forward to reading it. I lived that time. I was in high school in the late 60s. So I didn't live it like some of you did on college campuses. It was a crazy time though. 1968, the Democratic Convention. Lord, please don't let us have a repeat of that in these next two two or three weeks coming up with it with our conventions. The world was really crazy in the 60s. America was really crazy in the 60s. You may think it's worse than it's ever been. Probably not. But we're heading in that direction. And we need a word from the Lord to come through us. But it's not going to be a word like this. And it's not going to be a word... That is needed if we have our heads in the sand. Before the gods I sing your praise. And I bow down with humility toward your holy temple. Remember this. Remember this. If you have chosen to follow Jesus. And you have chosen to be misunderstood. People are not going to understand your commitment to him. We are being called week after week after week to take sides. But neither side, week after week after week, is the side of righteousness. Everything has to be filtered through Christ who called sin, sin. And at the same time, said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Our willingness to be misunderstood is part of the way of the cross. When you proclaim Jesus to the world, don't be defensive, stay humble. Stay humble. A lot of shouting, as David said, bold caps, caps on all letters. Stay humble. It would be an appropriate time for us to just stop and pray for our land. And I'm going to ask Jim McLaughlin, one of our elders, uh, who we prayed for a while ago, to pray for our nation and pray for Grace Community Church as we respond individually and collectively to, to all that is, is happening. Amen. One charismatic child in the whole whole, uh, outfit. The only charismatic we have in the house. You have exalted above all things your name and your word. The Lord has done that. It's a good place for us to start, isn't it? Exalting above all things the Lord's name and His word. Verse 3, on the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. On the flight out west, I read through the book of Hebrews. I hope you've been able to do that from time to time uh, in this study of Hebrews. But I read through the whole thing whole, all 13 chapters in one sitting. And when you do, you see certain themes that come up over and over. And I've actually thought about this. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but I would love to just think about all the ways, all the things that we've learned in the book of Hebrews at the end. I'd like to give a a sheet that lists like the patterns and the and, and the themes and the truths that we have learned in the book of Hebrews. But one of the things you cannot get away from is the use of the word today. Today we live our lives as if we're not going to die, as if we've got forever. But the Lord says over and over, do it today. Repent, believe today. The Lord can call us to faithfulness. He calls us to faithfulness because He's faithful. On the day that I called, you answered me. When we call out to Him, He answers us. And He increases the strength of our souls. Look, He's calling to us every day in His Word. And we often ignore. Do you know the moment you call Him, He answers Do you believe, verse 3, do you believe that on the day that you call, He will answer you? (laughs) Believe it, and while you're at it, believe verses 4 and 5. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Look, it doesn't feel like that's happening one day. It will be. This may be as much of a challenge as it is a promise. Challenging the kings of the earth to remember who it is who is king of kings. We don't find a lot of governments giving praise to the Lord right now. But one day it will be so. Verse 6. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Look, no matter again how you feel about the politically charged happenings, not only of this past week, but of this year, this decade, this century, be careful. Be careful to let God be God and you be humble. Cry out for justice. Cry out for protection. Absolutely. But remember that while the Lord regards the lowly, His face is set against the proud. And it's very, very, very easy, no matter what position we take on all the cultural issues of the day, to become self-righteous and arrogant and pointers. My former pastor in the mountain said, Brad has the gift of spiritual gift of pointing. But he was talking about, hey, get that table over there. Chad, get this uh, chair. To bring those over here. He was exaggerating, of course, really totally off base. But look, just make sure you're not a pointer in these days. Verse 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble... You preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me. Now, in New Testament days, we it's better for us to understand this. You preserve my soul. You remember Jesus says, don't worry about the person who can kill the body. And if you follow Jesus, will they do any better for us than they did for him? Hopefully most of us get out of this life without being martyred. But this is not a promise of protection for from, from a witness for Christ, this is promise that the Lord will be with you at all times and that he will preserve your soul throughout eternity. So let me ask you, are you a bit insecure after the last few months? Are, are, are you a bit troubled about a medical condition or, or a financial situation or a family issue? Though I walk... In the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. And then the magnificent conclusion of this psalm, verse 8. Look at, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. The King James states it this way. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. And that may be the absolute best translation that there is of this, this verse. The, but it says, this, this is saying the same thing. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. All your steadfast love, old Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. You know, if there's one thing I think most of us would, most of us would admit is that we're control freaks. Even if, 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 if you're not passive aggressive, just because you don't like to, to, to rattle anybody's cage. You don't want to ruffle any feathers. But you just always, in a, in a sense, you're controlling people's opinions about you by just being compliant, doing whatever it is that somebody else. We're all control freaks. Face it. We want not control of our lives, but we will never have it no matter how much money, no matter how many connections, no matter how much discipline we have. We'll never have full control. Far better to trust in the Lord than in ourselves. He is trustworthy. His love never changes. Your steadfast love, O oh Lord, endures forever. Remember, you are the work of His hands. What is it you don't like about you? Something in your appearance, something in your personality, probably something in both. Something in your family. What is it you don't like about you? You are the work of His hands. He will not forsake you. And He's quite happy for you to cry out to Him in your moment of insecurity, your moment of doubt. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Dwell this week on God's trustworthiness. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. All who run to it are safe. That's a great way to end this psalm, isn't it? The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. All right, well, let's take some time. Let's just take some time and share. I, I look. Uh, I I know this will be a shock to you. You probably won't believe me when I say it, but I could have taken the whole time preaching Psalm one hundred and thirty-eight. Um, but we're going to take some time and get some uh, got some get some microphones here so that you can share maybe how the Lord spoke to you through this word, how He spoke to your heart in the midst of your contemplation, your concerns about all that's going on in your life or in the culture in the world. Just how God is doing good things for you psalm 138 is awesome it's one of my favorite psalms so it's a good place for us to just say okay here's a word of praise here's a word before the gods and before my brothers and sisters in christ i praise the lord who's first all right josh nope nope ricky's got okay all right whoever gets there first All right, Stephanie, we'll let Stephanie, because she's in charge of the, uh, she's back there working.
1: Okay. I want to thank everybody for my prayers for my sister-in-law. See if I can do this without crying. About three or four months ago, she went for her first mammogram. They found cancer. Not only with further tests, not only in her breast, but her lymph nodes, her bones, her back, her hips. The doctors were amazed she was walking, and not any pain. And this is praise, praise, praise. Um, Luckily, it was the same cancer throughout. They didn't have to hit her with radiation or chemo. They started a new um, type of hormonal treatment. Well, the cancer in her lymph nodes is is gone, (laughs) praise God. In her back, it's gone about half. And in her chest, about half. So thank you all. Praise God that she has not felt any pain throughout this whole thing. She's not added to do chemo, radiation, and it's going away. She only reports in another month to see how much, for, how much more it's gone down. So thank you all.
0: Gosh, isn't it just such a blessing to have the body praying for somebody you love? Even people we don't know, we know Stephanie very well. But what a blessing to be able to pray for Dana as well. Josh? Um, you know, I'm just, this, this uh, year I've had a lot of
2: time to, and God's given me a lot of time to be able to reflect. And, um, you know, I'm really thankful for those times that he can get us still to allow us to reflect. Um, you know, this week my wife and I celebrated 15 years of marriage. Yay! And um, which is amazing. I can't believe it's we have a been prize for years.
0: Arlene after this service, yeah. actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't believe she's still with me after 15 years, but no, um, you know, I, I am really thankful that. And Arlene will kill me later for saying this, so um, but I am so really 15 thankful. years is it. <laughs> 15 years may be it. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really thankful truly thankful for the heart that God has given Arlene Um, you know she wouldn't say this about herself but she has a tremendous heart for the Lord and she has a compassionate heart and a loving heart and she has a heart for those who don't know him and I can truly say that that her life and her focus is Christ and Christ alone and I know that that even in my iniquities and in my failures, that she still loves me. And that's because of the love that Christ has placed in her to love me and to support me and to encourage me. And just thank the Lord for that. I think, you know, I was telling David on Thursday in the praise team that I th- I'm so thankful that God's model of marriage and love is not based on emotion. It's not based on what we feel now or, or in a, in a particular moment that my love for her is Christ's love and her love for me is Christ's love that is not based on emotion, it's based on a choice. It's based on a choice that I wanna love her and I'm going to, to try to live and support her as Christ commands me to and, and as the Lord does the same thing for her. So I'm just really thankful for that,
0: especially this Sunday and his steadfast love in that. Thank you, Josh, that's a, that's a great word and Arlene is equally blessed. We're grateful uh, for strong marriages in our body, and strong marriages come as a result of commitment, a decision that you're going to go through the hard times as well as the good times, no matter what, and that you're going to love like Christ did. Thanks. Thanks. Congratulations, you guys.
3: Well, adding to our uh, prayer focus this week of the elders, um, I was talking to Jenny the other day, and we were just... The, the processes that God has laid forth um, for how churches operate and how people are to operate within the church, um, I have been blessed to see that in, in, you know operate here um, with the love, the grace, and with the elders coming together, the, the church body coming together, to just love on individuals. Um, I've never, I've grew up in church Um, I've never seen that that operate as well as it does here. So I just want to, you know, thank the elders for safeguarding God's word and the processes that are set forth here at Grace Community Church.
0: Amen. Unity, um, we're told to protect the unity, to keep the unity. Jesus has given us unity. Once again, a beautiful word this morning. From David, we have people of color. We have law enforcement officers. We have people who feel <clears throat> that life is unfair. We have others who feel like they're targets now just because they've got a uniform on. <clears throat> so, it, unity in the world is difficult. Our, one of the best things that we can do for the world is to love one another. That's one of our best methods of evangelism is that we love one another. And I can tell you that our unity that we enjoy, it's, it's been challenged at times over the years, and it may not be this way two months from now. We have to work at it. And unity in marriage, in a body like this, always involves dying to self. <clears throat> As Jesus died to himself. Look, I didn't talk a great deal from Psalm 138. I wanted to get to this place, and I'm still talking. But I just want you to know, our belief is that we're sinful people. And that Jesus Christ, apart from Jesus, we have no hope of ever being made right from God. Jesus came, lived the life we couldn't live, and died the death that we deserved. He died in our place as a sacrifice before the Lord. And the Lord accepted that sacrifice, raising him from the dead three days later. And in repentance and belief in what Jesus did for us. And an acknowledgement of our sin. And saying, oh Lord, forgive me for these sins. I don't ever want to do this again. Will we? Of course we will. But repentance, you've got to come to the Lord as if this is it. I give my entire life to you. And I believe that Jesus died for me. And in so doing, we are believers. Somehow, usually that finds its way in the course of the message but this morning, like I say, moving quickly, I just wanted to make sure you understand what we believe and our hope is in Christ. And that's where our unity is as well. I'll, I'll be quiet now and let someone else talk. I am seriously jet lagged. I will go to sleep if no one um, <clears throat> shares soon.
4: Well, we don't want you to go to sleep, so I'll, I'll take it. Um just sitting here it's I think it's important for us to uh remember when we hear from the word and and this is something that the home groups uh under under the leadership of the elders and you know just do a really good job at um remember when you hear the word like we have this morning, where it is in time in history, mm-hmm. who it is that's speaking, who they're speaking to, et cetera, et cetera, and as I'm sitting here remembering this point in history, it's just a few generations later that verse four, every king in all the earth will thank you, Lord. In our context, I know in my context, just growing up here in the south in 20th century, 21st century now, and you know, I've got it good. I've got it really, really good. And Brad has said before from the pulpit that, I mean, why do we, you know, desire heaven when we're living in it? You know, we don't we don't want something better because we have it so good. We don't know that it can be so much better because we're not, many of us don't have the context that many people in history have. Many people around the world right now mm-hmm. have. Brothers and sisters are not, you know, alike. But, um... I'm just sitting here remembering how in just a very few generations after David is mm-hmm. saying this, some of the methods that God used to ensure that this, that this happens, that the kings of the earth will, thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. think forward in time to Nebuchadnezzar, right. what happened to, to the people of God? What is God not, not afraid to do? in his people, those who at least speak his name on, on their lips, hopefully, you know, we can tr- we can trust that he sifted his people based on their heart condition, that the, that distance between the lips and the heart become very, very important for us in these times because in just a few generations his people are sifted they're scattered, and this is, you know, this is the method through which the kings of the earth are praising his name in that time and place, through very, very uh, difficult, hard times. And we see this in Hebrews as well. It's through, through persecution, through, through stress, through strain, through fear, you know, Inside God's people that his family's being refined, you know, so We Need to hide this word more than ever in our hearts More than ever because Again, we've had it very good. We've got a copy Any which way we turn we got how many translations we've got it here got it there got it everywhere. It's not gonna be like that forever You know yeah. history will, will repeat itself. So and it's in that loving one another that we're hiding that word in our hearts together as we proclaim it to one another. And I don't know, That's just wanted, wanted to bring our minds just a few generations forward in history and remember that this is made true through uh, some very unexpected and through some very uh, strenuous and stressful exercises that God performs in His, in his, in his uh, family.
0: Yeah, that is an excellent uh, word for us today. It's God is um, doing the work of his kingdom. He's building his kingdom. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. It doesn't say the gates of hell will not prevail against the American church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We have a lot of military uh, men and women in our body, and, um, you know, as a general... You make some decisions that not everybody's going to appreciate. God is perfect in wisdom and understanding and it may be that America's not that place from which the gospel goes forth a couple of generations from now. It may be somewhere entirely different from Africa or from China. It could be somewhere where that's where the the bulk of the gospel goes out. If that's God's choice, it's okay. We need to pray for our land. And as Jim quoted... In his prayer from Second Chronicles 7.14, don't use that as a promise to America, but the principle is true. And if anybody does understand that verse, it's Jim McLaughlin, so I'm not correcting him. I'm just amplifying what he said, which is that the, pr- the principle works when we as a people in the land stand up and praise God before the gods, then he exalts, he heals the land. That's what he does. But if the land goes a different way, God knows what he's doing. And we need to pray for the proclamation and the propagation of the gospel throughout the world and for God to get glory in what he does. It's not going to be primarily Americans when we get there, folks. It's not primarily white Americans in heaven. We're going to make up a very small minority of who is in heaven. And remember that in the midst of all that's going on in our days, we're not right just because we're successful. Success brings pride, and we have to be so careful because pride brings a fall. Scripture promises it. So we need to be careful. And at the same time, every side of all of these issues has legitimate things to, 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 to say. We're not wrong necessarily because we're white. We're not right because we're white. We're not wrong or right because we're black or any other color. But unless our focus is kingdom, we're going to get really confused. We're already confused. We don't know how to respond. But, but if we understand that God is about his kingdom... And we need to just exalt his name and his, his word above all else. Another word from you, someone else. That may be enough. You may be stunned with the brilliance of that, or you're angry as fire, and you know, you're so. Uh, so we're having our Discovery Lunch immediately after the service, which is going to end in just a few moments. I'm going to pray the worship team is going to come, lead us in one last song. Really, really would like to encourage you. I know you've got other plans, but if you can stay, if you're new to Grace over these last few months and you've never been to one of the Discovery Lunches, please stay with us. They're bringing, We're bringing in extra pizza. We had so many first-time visitors today. We're bringing in extra pizza. You just don't want to see the elders after eating all that extra pizza. So please come in and help us with that. Scott Colbreth, by the way, who prayed one of our, I mean, who shared a beautiful word. One of our elders, Jim McLaughlin, who prayed. One of the elders, I, I know you hate this. Stand up. If you would just stand up. Elders, all elders of Grace Community Church. You can see what David was talking about. Multi-cross-generational Handsome men all, that is a requirement. Uh, So thank you very much. So just so you'll know, you can meet them um, at the Discovery lunch if you will stay with us. Our Father, we are so grateful for your word. Thank you for Psalm 138. Thank you for David's heart. Not a perfect man, far from a perfect man. But he deeply loved and he passionately professed his love for you. Make us, Lord, not like David. Make us like Jesus. May Jesus have priority in our hearts, our minds, our words. May the love of Christ flow through us. We acknowledge yet again a deep need for Jesus to be exalted in our land in this day. May be He exalted in our lives individually. May be He exalted in the life of Grace Community Church. And may our hearts resound with praise. and May our lips speak of the One who loves us and forgives us and who understands our weaknesses and who loves all men and women. Lord, we have nowhere to turn but to You. And we do so with all of our hearts, as Josh said. I, I've just been reflecting these last few weeks and just so aware of of how many times other places, other things of interest to me get attention and oftentimes things that, Lord, uh, distract me from you. And you deserve all of my heart, all of my praise. We exalt you, O Lord. We know and we affirm that we believe you will fulfill your purposes in our lives. And Lord, we cry out, do not forsake the work of your hands. We thank you for your goodness. And the goodness that is in our lives through Jesus, and in whose name we pray. Amen. Would you stand together? May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, the Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.